Hello, and welcome back to Call Your Sister with the Sodder Sisters. We're back. (laughs) I know, it's been a little bit. Um, We've just been super busy getting ready for shows on both ends. Um, So exciting things, but been super busy. So we're happy to be back on the pod. Yes, we are. And of course, we have to start with our Call Your Sister of the Week. So Ava, what is yours this week? Um, Mine this week is... Well, no, I feel like this is a popular opinion. I hate gloves. I just hate them. And it's cold in New York, but I guess it is kind of an unpopular opinion. I mean, they keep you warm, but when you need to, like, text someone quickly or just open your phone, see an email, like, it's so frustrating because you have to fully take your hand out of the glove. And, like, it's just so much work. I need those, like, touchscreen um, <laughs> gloves. <laughs> They are very inconvenient. Okay, my Call Your Sister of the Week is, I feel like, honestly, something that's so underappreciated by myself and maybe by others is the power of a hot seasonal drink and a cookie or a pastry. The other day, Ava and I went and got a cookie and this, like, seasonal drink. and No, it's not seasonal. Oh, it's not? No, I feel like it is. It's a spiced it's the spiced Nola from Blue Bottle. That's fall vibes to me. Yeah, but I think that, um, that they've had it for a while, just not the hot version. Oh, no, but what I'm saying is it's just the concept is yes. very seasonal. Okay, yes. Um, <laughs> I just feel like that's something that I need to just do more because it really just connects me with my inner child of just getting hot chocolate and cookies um, during, like, the colder months. And so that's something I'm going to definitely keep doing more. Yeah, and hopefully it's with me. I mean, you can always text me and I'll be there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this week we are going to be talking about life in New York City, how to ball on a budget. No, I'm kidding. But just kind of our budgeting tips in New York, as well as how to make friends in such a big city. And then we're going to talk a little bit about seasonal depression because she's real, baby. So starting with budgeting, Ava... How do you want to start this? Well, I think number one, um, just the cost of living in New York and New York in general is super duper expensive, but it's a beautiful city. We've grown up here our whole lives, so we're so blessed and lucky to live here. But there are ways to save money and ways to, you know, budget, but still have fun. And I think the number one thing that I can recommend and request or not request is I guess just recommend is um, grocery shopping at Trader Joe's. So really <laughs> making sure you're not spending, you know, I mean, get the things you need, but don't, don't buy more than you need. Go with a list and grocery shopping at a place that is affordable, but also good. I mean, I know there are definitely things you still have to buy at like a regular grocery store, but overall shopping at Trader Joe's saves you like a couple hundred dollars a week. So starting there, tip number one, for sure. I think also, just kind of making a priority list of things that are important to you that you know you want to spend money on. So for one person that might be buying coffee out for another person that might be getting cocktails with their friends on a Friday night. And for someone else that could be a little shopping spree once a month or something. Mm -hmm. And so you have to create that priority list for yourself because these small quote unquote, you know, spendings, they add up. And so that $7 oat milk latte is cute and all, but 
you know, once you've done that three times that week, there's $21 down the drain. So, yeah. and you could save a dollar there by getting whole milk. <laughs> <laughs> this is true, but this is, that would still literally be $18, but still what I'm saying is prioritize the things that are important to you. So for example, if you want to get cocktails with your friends, which are probably $16 each, eat dinner at your apartment before and maybe even have friends over and do a little joint grocery moment where you all can save money and not spend money buying food out. Yeah. I think just kind of finding ways to save money where you can. And then also, mm-hmm. I feel like there are so many different accounts on Instagram, like NYC for free or yeah. um, just like different hacks in New York City. And like definitely happy follow hours. those. There's a bunch of happy hours too. Like, of course, we all want to go to the like, you know, famous Carbone and like all these places that are like super expensive. But there are super, super delicious places in New York City, a bunch in the Lower East Side that do like $5 drinks, $5 sushi rolls, like, you know, go for their happy hours. But I definitely think or going to a restaurant with a BYOB, like bring your own beverage, just there are hacks and ways to still have fun. Because of course, you're enjoying the time, but you're not in enjoying the $18 that you're spending you're just enjoying being around those people having good drinks good food so just you know have the same experience but lower your budget agreed and also I feel like I mean everyone's financial situation obviously is going to look different but finding ways to make passive income like something that can just make money and you don't have to put that much effort or work into it. Yeah. I think I, I know a lot of my friends will babysit or dog walk. Mm-hmm. That's not really passive income, but like Depop. Yeah. Depop is like a perfect example. Selling your clothes or even selling things on Facebook Marketplace, just finding ways or even shopping secondhand. Like mm-hmm. go to thrift stores. There are some incredible thrift stores in New York. There are also thrift stores that are fully expensive. And I'm like, this, yeah. is, this makes no sense. But I feel like there are so many different ways to save your money and you just need to prioritize the things that are important to you. I feel like that kind of covers that. Yeah. I think we can move on to the next topic of discussion, which is making friends in New York. And I'll just speak first. I think that living in or just being immersed in a world like in the dance world, I'm surrounded by the same people every day. Um, I take a few classes at Fordham. So I'm like seeing a few people here and there at school, but really overall, I'm not meeting many new people and new faces day to day. And I think that that is what gets hard is we get stuck in these routines, whether you work from home, whether you see the same people at your job or at your school or whatever it may be. But I think my number one tip is don't hesitate to reach out to someone on social media. Like social media is a great way to connect to people. Even if you're like, they're never going to respond, send them a message and be like, Hey, would you ever want to grab coffee? Like, I love your account or, you know, whatever it is. Say like, I actually was just here as well. It's a great place. You know, like connecting with people online is a great way. And that's honestly how we're going to, the only way you're really going to meet new people besides seeing them face to face in an everyday kind of scenario. I agree. And I also think everyone underestimates the power of like a nice message. Like a nice message will get you so far in life in so many different ways, but also like genuinely just giving someone a compliment, even if you're at a coffee shop, let's say. So let's just say you're by yourself at a coffee shop doing some work. You got your $7 oat milk latte (laughs) and 
you know, you're typing away at your computer and you see someone walk by and you're like, oh my God, I love your coat. And you just tell them that. And whether or not a friendship comes out of that, opening yourself up to new people and obviously safely, you know, initiating conversations and kind of pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, I think is a great way to just open up your body language and open up the idea of making new friends and putting yourself out there. Yeah, I love that. Uh, One more thing I was also going to say is um, like the power of a friend of a friend in New York City is like insane. Like the chain reaction of that is crazy. So like even just hanging out with someone that you do see every day and then, you know, making a dinner where they invite a few other people, you invite a few other people and then you meet new people and it's just like a chain reaction. I think that's something that you can keep in your pocket as a little like trick to meet new people. It's just through other people. I agree. Okay. Last thing I wanted to say on this is I think that something that I forget a lot is that friendships need work. And in terms of making new friends, that is, I think we can all acknowledge that that is work. That is effort putting into putting yourself out there, reaching out to people, et cetera. But even friendships like existing friendships take work. You know, you can't just expect and rely on people to be there for you and support you and be interested in what's happening in your life and vice versa if you're not having that constant dialogue. And I'm not saying you need to be talking to someone every single day at all times, 24 hours, but friendships are a work in progress, just like our relationships are with ourselves, just like our relationships are with our siblings, with our family. And... I think that is something that people often overlook, including myself Mm -hmm. and reach out to that person that you haven't hung out with in a few months or that person you haven't heard from, but you'd love to know what they're up to. Like dig deep. You've met so many people in your life and there's bound to be someone, a contact in your phone that you can reach out to and reconnect with. I think that's so important too. Oh yeah. I love that. All right. Last little topic I guess is the big old seasonal depression the big old SD seasonal depression baby (laughs) in New York City let me tell you the leaves drop to the ground it gets to be 25 degrees you are bundling your face into that scarf (laughs) you are literally stone cold but freezing you you know like those are things you can't control, which is the weather, but you can control like your outlook on life. And I think we oftentimes like use seasonal depression as like a pillow kind of, or like an umbrella topic to, to just put on all of our emotions. And we're like, Oh, you know, I'm actually sad. Well, it's just seasonal depression. Like don't let that be your springboard for like a small emotion you're feeling to make it like, so like overwhelming, you know? And I think that my number one tip, I guess I'll start with is romanticize like the season, like it gets cold, the leaves drop, but romanticize getting a hot chocolate, romanticize the first snow in New York City or the first snow wherever you are, just romanticizing the cold and I guess the like lifeless part of the city, which is like the trees looking like actual skeletons. You have (laughs) to like find ways to romanticize that and keep yourself busy. Keep yourself doing things whether it's indoors, maybe like short term outside, like just find a way to like make life enjoyable, even though it's cold. Literally, that was my tip. I think that (laughs) no, genuinely romanticizing the weather and also, okay, this is something Ava, you've definitely heard me say, and I feel like I've said it to some of my friends, but 
the rain used to be the biggest bummer for me. I just found that it was so inconvenient and I just always got into a bad mood because I was like, oh, I have to bring an umbrella. My bags are getting wet. I'm getting wet. It's a pain. I don't want to walk around outside. And then I just remembered that this is literally the water for the flowers to grow. Like this is for the earth. The earth is dehydrated and it needs this water. And I feel like genuinely flipping my mindset on the rain and saying, okay, maybe this isn't serving me today, but it's serving the earth. It's serving something else. And the same for the winter. We wouldn't appreciate the spring and the summer and the fall if we didn't have those cold, frigid temperatures. And Mm -hmm. just like Ava said, finding things that bring you joy, invite friends over, do a little dinner party. If you guys don't want to spend time outside, don't. Yeah. You know, go see a movie to be outside. Go see a movie. Exactly. Go to a museum. Go ice skating. I, I feel like there's so there's so much to do and our brains are so powerful. The best thing you can do is just rewire, you know, change the narrative because you yeah. have the power to do that. Yeah. And figure out like deep down, like what is actually making me feel like sad or, you know, quote unquote depressed? Like, is is it really the season or is it just this period of my life right now? And I'm using seasonal depression as a springboard for that feeling. And I think that that's really important is to really analyze how you feel. And Grace, you always tell me this, like, what is the deep rooted feeling? Like, what is the fear? What is the excitement? Like, where, where is this all stemming from? Because it stems from somewhere. So you just have to really dig deep, find that reason or that why and act on it, you know, and change what you said, change the narrative. I think also just this kind of last thing I wanted to leave everyone with going off of what Ava just said, it's like a realization I've had recently, and I'm trying to carry it into every part of my life. Instead of putting the blame externally, putting the blame on the weather, putting the blame on another person, on the circumstances, I'm trying to turn within and say, why is this upsetting me? Why is this giving me anxiety? Why is this stressing me out? And when I dig down to the deepest root of the issue, I can actually solve it rather than just being a negative Nelly and saying, oh, I hate the weather. Oh, I hate blah, 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 because that doesn't serve anyone, you know? I love that. And I think I'm going to steal the taking the last thing from you. You're like, like, I'm going to say the last thing. We're going to leave it here. And I'm like, no, I'm going to say the last thing and we're going to leave it here. Classic sister moment. I know. This is a quote and I think we all need to just hear this and do this together so on three everyone inhale the good shit and exhale that bullshit so much for listening we're so happy to be back on the pod see you guys next week bye 